You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome back, Sports to the Max. Two years later, George Floyd's death, taking a look at how his life changed. How is it different? It's certainly different. And there have been a lot of changes. Many of them for the good. Um, some slow. Some seem to be stuck uh, in neutral. Joining us now on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline, uh, the man that runs the 4th Precinct in the north side of Minneapolis, Charlie Adams. And he is... Uh, Somebody that I always check with to get the temperature of what's going on uh, in Minneapolis and beyond. And uh, Charlie, thank you for joining us tonight. Hey, thanks for having me, Mike. Take me back. I guess I don't think I've ever asked you this question, but it happened on Memorial Day, twenty twenty. Do you remember that day? Did you know right away that this was going to be something that was it was going to be drastic and significant, or or was there not enough information at that time? Well, you know, I, I received a call from my boss uh, that morning and told me to go look at uh, a particular uh, community person's uh, Facebook site to look at the video. And, and once I watched the video, I knew that we had some issues. Mm-hmm. So I immediately got uh, got ready, went down to my office, which was in City Hall, called up Chief Aaron Dando, and I asked him, I said, what do you need from me? He says, I need to be at a 10 o'clock meeting with the community folks. So. That's what I did that day and met with the community folks a couple hours. What did they say to you at that time? Were they giving you feedback? What was it? Well, the thing is, most of the community folks, my, some of my community partners like Spike Moss, Reverend McAfee, um, the Kima Levy Pounds was there, uh, Armstrong, I should say. It's just a host of different community people I've been knowing for years. So there just was a discussion about what the chief was going to do. Uh, Talked about you know the, uh, the importance to come out right away with some type of statement. Uh, uh, they talked about having a particular officer Chauvin fired at that time. They weren't really sure about the other three officers at that point in time. But um, the chief said he had some things. He had to check with the city attorneys some things. And I think about one thirty is when he made his announcement that he had terminated all the officers involved. Did you think that there was going to be great unrest and protest at that point in time, or was it hard to tell? At that point, that day, I, it was hard to tell, right? You know, but I know what, what had happened in the past with some of our other officer involves that, you know, the potential for the unrest was going to be there. Now, on top of that, uh, your your son is also on the front lines once this thing uh, starts to reach its apex. And, and your son Charles is out there as, as an officer defending, uh, and he's literally on the front lines. And, 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 um, as I recall, uh, at best, I mean, it, it was pretty, the, the officers were, you know, uh, I don't want to say they were targeted, but certainly they, they were, um, uh, they were not respected like you think they might be in, in, in normal circumstances. What was that like to have him out there as well? And, and I know that you guys are well trained in this and you've seen things like that, but, but what was that like to not know you're sending him into the unknown as well? Well, the interesting thing about that, he was out there and he was doing security for the firefighters. Minneapolis firefighters, yep. and I didn't learn until he did a HBO special that he shots they were being shot at, and that was and that was months way after this, and he never told me that story how he feared for his life and the other officers that were out there. So yeah, he was in the midst of it. Bullets were flying over their heads, and they were there to, for protection for our Minneapolis firefighters. 
Yeah, the, trying they, to put, put out the fires. He told me that the, the turning point, at least for the police officers, was when the Humvees showed up for the National Guard because the optics of that changed the crowd in terms of crowd control. Do you remember that piece of it? Yeah, I do. I, I remember when they showed. Yeah, they showed up, and when we had the additional resources from from the state patrol and from the uh, National Guard, it was just a d- different feeling that now we have more support because our officers for those couple of days were really overworked. Uh, they were trying to pull every resource from NPD to, to go out there and be on the front lines. And now, uh, and at that point, we just really didn't have enough people to deal with with the mass crowds. Charlie, what was it like the next few days? Were you guys on edge? Were you sleeping at the office? What, what, what do you do? How do you form at that point? Well, you know, my my position my position was a community, right? So we formed some community groups to go out and do some community protection for the neighborhoods that we couldn't protect, right? Uh, my, you know, one of my main point uh, points of contact was Reverend Jerry McAfee and the other black ministers who went out and protected like Solo Foods because we kind of lost Cub Foods in North Minneapolis due to some looting and things like that. So I was just positioning different community groups to to help us make sure our community is uh, protected. So, but my my night my night I was up every day and I didn't go to bed at three o'clock at at night, right? Because mm-hmm. I wasn't strict communication with the fourth precinct inspector at that time was Kevin Paulfus and his staff. And then I was also in contact with chief Aaron Dondo, you know, uh, nightly. So it was, it was, it was a real chaotic for, for, for all of us. You remember that Saturday, um, Thursday night, they burned down the third precinct, uh, Friday night, they, uh, shut down 35 for a while. And then, uh, Lake street was set on fire and the next day, they, they in, in, uh, implemented a curfew, and everybody knew it was at 8 o'clock at night. Charlie, I don't know if you remember this, because I was over in North Minneapolis that day, I remember, and talking to some business owners and whatnot. But it was it was a beautiful day, and you could just feel it building uh, throughout the day. Like 8 o'clock was, was, was the line, the line in the sand, and we, nobody knew what was going to happen. And, and, and different business owners were going to protect their businesses at all costs. I just remember that eerie feeling in, in North Minneapolis as you saw cars driving around and you weren't quite sure who was on what side of things. What do you remember about that day? Well, you know, that, that actually the Friday is what I remember the most because when they when they were in uh, the 5th Precinct and they were burning down like the bank, uh, Wells Fargo. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was right there. They've taken that ATM machine apart, yep. Right, and I worked in that precinct as a patrol officer for seven years, right, and then went back for a couple more years as a sergeant. So that really hit home for me because that was my area that I patrolled yep. for all those years. So you know, and 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 the very next day, I was just so upset about what happened over over there, all those businesses being burnt out. You know, it was that eerie feeling. I think I reached out to our local radio station when the curfew went what was going to be uh, imposed. I reached out to KMLJ. Yep. You know, and had came up and Walter Cubear Banks. Cubear, you know, yep. I reached out to, yep. I had reached out to him, and I actually reached out to Terry Lewis to do a uh, some type of public service announcement about be, go go inside for the uh, curfew. So I was actually in communication with Terry, Terry Lewis hmm. and his brother Jerome Benton out in California. And so Terry did a little quick uh, PSA for us, and we were able to get that on KMLJ through uh, Walter Banks. Oof. So there was a lot going on. So tell me this. How has it changed in the last two years? How, how do you feel about North Minneapolis, the fourth precinct, or even over the third precinct? You're familiar with them all. How, how is it different two years later? Uh, you know, you know, I, I think people are still, uh, you know, hurting over it, right? 
Mm-hmm. You know, the healing has not really begun, I don't think, with some communities. I mean, Northside, uh, you know, our community is basically starting to heal, and um, they've been very supportive of myself and my staff and my officers. And, um, and, you know, I like to tell the story how we had open bid this year for officers to go to any precinct within the city, and my precinct was the first precinct to, uh, to fill up. And it wasn't because of my leadership. It was because they know they received support from uh, the residents of North Minneapolis, right? I don't think the other precincts are seeing so much support, you know, uh, but I, you know, but it's been a lot of change uh, for us as in, in, in Minneapolis. There's been so many policy changes that it's kind of hard to keep up. Every week there's three or four different uh, policy changes that we have to uh, make changes to. So we've been doing a lot to make those policy changes with the last two years. I know one of the areas that concerns you a great deal, which isn't in the 4th Precinct, but uh, downtown Minneapolis. And, and, and I, I asked you one night we were talking, and I said, why is that? And you said, because many of, the, many of the areas are territorial, meaning you know the people. But in downtown, they gather, and, and they're from all over. And therefore, you don't know, and you don't have the same contacts and conduits uh, that you do in other segments of the, of the city. And, and that's why downtown Minneapolis becomes a little bit more potentially scary, doesn't it? Yeah, and, you know, and I've always learned when I worked in Mayor Bilton's office that downtown Minneapolis is important to the state of Minnesota. If we lose downtown Minneapolis, then the state loses, right? So it's important that we make sure downtown Minneapolis is safe. I know Inspector Peterson has done a, a great job of taking that, uh, you know, Ninth and Nicollet area back. He's also used community resources such as New uh, Salem Inc. Uh, 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 we push for peace, Mad Dads. Mad Dads, yep. Yep, yep, groups on the ground to go over there and, and, and assist Target with some of the issues they were having over there. So, I, you know, it's interesting to see other inspectors using community folks to help assist with some of the uh, crime issues. Charlie, if you see a group of people gathered, uh, as we do frequently downtown Minneapolis, and you've got a police uniform on, uh, is it easy for you to walk in and begin conversations with them, or is it a stay-away situation? What is, what is that like when you see people and you say, I can't quite tell what's going on there, but i got a pretty good idea it's not good? Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, like North Minneapolis, I mean, you know, I experience that all the time. I just go up and ask them what's going on, you know, and have that conversation with them. A lot of times when you have the conversation with folks, you know, then, then you'll get a sense of what's going on, right? Uh, most people, you know, we try to tell our officers, you just got to go out there and talk to folks and find out what's going on and just have a conversation. They may just be hanging out and not even really doing anything, right? And right. then you learn a lot from them that was actually what's going on in the area if you just open your mouth and have a conversation with them. Last, Charlie, how do you see the next year on North, in North Minneapolis? What concerns you the most? What, what gives you the most optimism? Well, you know, our violence is still up. We had a double homicide two weeks ago. Then there was a, a double homicide on uh, Robbinsdale. All that stuff is connected. So I've just got to, you know, keep making sure that, you know, my officers respond, give service to the community. Uh, you know, I'm working really hard with my community partners, but we have a lot of other agencies like ATF. We have Hennepin County Voltoff. We have the State Patrol. We have a lot of commu- uh, partners that's coming in and working in North Minneapolis, which is actually is going to make a difference. Uh, you know, for the bad guys out there creating uh, problems in the community, we're going to come after you. We're that's coming. My, that's my model. We're coming, right? Yep, we're coming. Yep. yep, yep. Make no mistake, and you heard it. So don't <laughs> don't think we're not. Hey, hey, Charlie, thank you so much. Always enjoy it. Thank you for some perspective on this. I look forward to seeing you again soon. All right, thanks, Mike. Thanks for having me. You bet, Charlie Adams. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.